Well, look at that. We're back. Episode 7, Training Make Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Tellender. We're going to do a little special episode here, uh, doing a recap of the 2018 IWF, International Weightlifting Federation, uh, World Championships. I've got some of my favorite sessions and my outstanding performances written down here for you guys. Uh, If you're listening, there's going to be a lot of names, and if you don't really follow weightlifting that closely, it might be tough to kind of picture these sessions. So I encourage you to go to my YouTube channel. I have an editor now, and he's really good, and he's going to put video over the top of um, these names that I mentioned, so you can put faces to names. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, you're probably listening on Apple. I think we're on a bunch of different things on Spotify, Android, all that good stuff. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check out those videos, go to training, make podcast, uh, the YouTube channel. If you just search that, uh, you should, it should pull right up and subscribe. Do that. That'd be cool. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, it was awesome. It just closed out on Sunday. So I think it was like, it's usually like a week and a half long. Um, China dominated Thailand, uh, came in second in the medal count and then PRK, uh, the democratic people's Republic of Korea. It's interesting that they call it democratic. Uh, but North Korea came in third in the medal count. Um, but nothing out of the ordinary where, uh, China dominates. So I'm going to go through my favorite performances and sessions to watch. Uh, Really quickly, if you guys want to watch the full sessions with the uh, American announcers who are great, Sean Waxman and then the two doctors guys, I think both of them, yeah. Um, They they were really good announcers in my opinion. And uh, if you want to watch those sessions, go to Weightlifting Archive on YouTube. Uh, and that's where I watched every session and it was really great, really great quality. Uh, no issues at all. Uh, before we get into it though, a really hot topic is the officiating. And I think that, um, I think the officiating, it sucks, right? It sucks that when you're when your elbow makes a slight twinge, uh, and you're on, you know, you're on a maximal lift, you get an automatic red on the world stage. And that's just, to me, it just kind of like, it's just very weird. And Waxman, Sean Waxman, who's one of the announcers, was very outspoken about this. I mean, he's basically like, this is garbage. This is ridiculous. But in my opinion, since I have watched world championships, um, I started watching them in Almaty. And I don't think the officiating was that bad. But when I was in Houston, the officiating was just as bad. When I was in Anaheim, the officiating was just as bad. Uh, that's just my opinion. I think the officiating sucks in general, but it's been like this for the past three, four years. And there's a couple big names. Uh, Nurudinov, uh, Ruslan Nurudinov, uh, he had a snatch called, I think, and he ended up bombing in the snatch. And then, you know, it, he, he, he didn't get to post a total um, and it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous call, but that's kind of how it went the entire competition. So that's basically my thoughts on that. Uh, it, it sucks. I think it needs to be better, but in my opinion, it's been like that for quite a while. So let's get down, down to business here, starting with, um, 
the 73 kilo class on the men's side. So I'm going to go through the men's side, my favorite sessions to watch, and then the people to look for. So obviously we got Shiji Young in the 73 kilo class. He went 164 uh, in the snatch, 196 in the clean and jerk, and he skipped his last attempt in the clean and jerk. He went triple gold and he went uh, triple world record. The reason why he skips his last uh, attempt and why a lot of people end up skipping their last attempt is if you break the world record on your second attempt and you locked in the gold, there there's really no need to break the world record further. I think that, um, especially in China, that there's incentives to break the world record. And every time you do in a meet, you uh, you get some sort of incentive, some sort of bonus. So you you make a de money. And there's really no point in him breaking the world record so by such a large margin that he won't be able to break it again. So odds are next meet. Uh, I don't know what the next international meet will be where he can post a world record uh, clean and jerk. The next meet, he'll just go 197. And then he'll he'll win before that, and then the meet after that he'll go 198 and 199 and 200, instead of just being like I can smash it by five kilos. You know that's the typical mindset of a lot of people is saying like, oh these guys have, you know, so many more kilos on the table. I I feel like that was just a a warm up snatch for him or a warm up clean and jerk. Well maybe it was, but to them, it's very important that they don't just smash world records. Uh, and, and you saw that with, um, with Lasha, in my opinion. So uh, after that, oh yeah. And then an honorable mention in this class was uh, Wan Jun-sik of South Korea with an incredible 195 kilo uh, clean and jerk and a 348 total. You guys got to see this clean and jerk. This was from the B session and up until Xi Jiang's uh, 196, he was going to win the clean and jerk from the B session. And he also got silver in the total from the B session. So that was really cool. Uh, 81 kilo men. This was debatably the best session. There's one other session in my mind that, that, that comes to mind. Um, but this was debatably the best session of the entire thing. Uh, Lu Zhaozhen won the total at 374. And this was a world record total, but he didn't win the snatch or the clean and jerk medal, which was very interesting to me. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before, especially because there were or there was world records set in the snatch. So um, in the snatch, Muhammad Ihab beat Lou, I think, by one kilo. He snatched 173 kilos, set a world record there, and then Li Dayin, um, he clean and jerked. 204 kilos and uh lou was still able to win even though he didn't win either the snatch or the uh clean and jerk medal but this kid lee Dayin has the potential to be better than lou like there's no doubt about it he's already jerked 204 and that's the highest that lou jaujun has ever jerked in competition i think actually lou jaujun has hit 205 but lee Dayin is a kid and he's doing things that Lu Zhaojun was doing. So it's kind of crazy that China just keeps pumping in these kids to the system and, and then 
outcomes, you know, when you got 10,000 kids coming in, you're bound to have some, some good ones. Uh, also their system is fantastic, but we'll talk a little bit more about that after that. So the 81 kilo session was debatably the best session because the 96 kilo session was, if not the best, again, debatably the best session. Uh, Saurabh Muradi swept gold. So he went triple gold and then he triple world record snatched 186 clean and jerked 230 totaled 416 now right on his coattails was uh actually not even right on his coattails because i'll go over this tian tao went 181 226 and 407 now it's interesting because tian tao draws the biggest i mean now Surah Marathi is just on another level like it wasn't close like people need to understand that Surah Marathi beat him by nine kilos um and it, it was it just wasn't close and people are very obsessed with Tian Tao uh because Tian Tao back squats 300 kilos for reps but here's the thing Tian Tao didn't post a jerk in the past four international meets this is not an efficient lifter, at least at least in the jerk. In the snatch, he's fantastic, right? And when they when the Chinese the Chinese don't do well at heavier weight classes because they're expected to jerk more. And Yang Zhu, who's in the 109, pushed his limits in the jerk, uh, and we'll talk 109. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about the 109 class uh, in a second. But this is the thing about the Chinese, and I, and I just made this video, um, the Lu, "You Are Not Lou" video, and uh, and it's interesting because in these lower weight classes, you're not expected to have massive jerks if you have these massive snatches. And I'm trying to explain it in the best way that I can, but because Tian Tao is now a 96 when he was an 85 before, you know, he has to jerk upwards of 220. He can clean, I don't know, 250. Honestly, he, he stood up a 230 clean like it was nothing. And he's done it. He's been cleaning 230 for, God, two years now. And he's missing all of these jerks. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a concern to the Chinese, obviously, because they just keep winning, but there's a reason why they're not going to win a 102, 109, 109 plus because they're expected to jerk a, a huge amount of weight. Um, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to be a battle for Tian Tao to hang around at least you know, it, think about it this way. If there wasn't Saurabh Marathi, it would just be a Lu Zhaozhen thing because Tian Tao has one of the biggest snatches. And he also, like, it, it starts with just having a massive snatch. And then from there, you can kind of just chip away in the clean and jerk to just, like, get a total gold and whatever. And that's been Lu's game since forever. I mean, sometimes Lu would win handedly in both categories, but, you know... With Saurabh Marathi being here, like, Tian Tao can't win. He just can't. He can't beat him. There's no way. Um, 
and and also the Tian Tao's jerk of 226, that was just a straight up oscillation, which I don't think the judges honestly are competent or have seen enough of it to 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 try to call it. It happens so fast, but when you watch the replay, it's just blatantly obvious. Um, Tian Tao does this little double bounce to get a double oscillation on the bar so he can time it. Uh, that's just blatantly illegal. Like it's written in the rule books. Like this isn't just me like, you know, grasping for straws here. This is a thing. Um, and and uh, I, I I just think Tian Tao isn't isn't gonna beat him. But um, after that you have the 109 class, and this was awesome because Simone Martirosian uh, of Armenia, he won the total of 435 kilos, and that's a world record. And then he also had a massive 240 kilo clean and jerk, and that was a world record. Simone Martirosian did a 210 hang snatch three weeks ago. Go to his Instagram and look at this video. It's one of the greatest training lifts I have ever seen. Like there's nothing even, and eh, mind. there's not nothing even close. Uh, Sarah Marathi did 205 from the floor. So what am I talking about? Um, but yes, in this class, you have Yang Zhu. Yang Zhu, yeah, spelled Z-H-E. Hopefully I'm getting my, my Chinese pronunciations correct. Um, this is his best per performance in his really long career. Uh, he had a huge 196 kilo snatch suit. And um, and that really helped him kind of waltz into the silver medal spot because uh, his jerk, let me look here. I, I didn't even write it down. Silly. His jerk didn't even medal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. Let me see. What? Yeah, so, so his jerk didn't even medal. Um, and I think he didn't even break into 220. But because he had such a large snatch, and, and also because Ruslan Nurodinov, um, his elbows were called on one of his snatches. Right? So, so this, this performance by Yang Zhu is, is important because it's a Chinese heavyweight, and that just doesn't exist. Right? Like, the Chinese just don't do well once the, the weight gets so heavy on the bar that they have to, to jerk it overhead. Um, it's just kind of... I'm not trying to like be a dick or anything. That's just kind of the fact of the matter. Uh, and then 109 plus, you got Lasha. You got Lasha Talahadza. He's making his stand as the greatest weightlifter of all time. And if people don't see it that way, well, then they're just being being dicks. They're just being idiots. First off, Lasha has snatched the most weight ever. Okay. In competition, he snatched the most weight ever. And I would argue that in co training, competition, whatever you want to call it, he has snatched the most weight of all time. Um, he has totaled the most weight of all time at 475 kilos. He, I think, has the potential to clean and jerk the most of all time. The only thing is, he doesn't have to. So, so we're looking at Okay, yes, the greatest super heavy. And then you, you got to think about Naeem Suleimanoglu, and you have to talk about uh, Yurik Vardanian and uh, you know, guys like that and bring them into the picture. 
But Lasha's young as hell, man. He's really young. And all he needs to do is just add a kilo. So he's going to go, he's got 217 in his snatch, which broke the world record. Well, the world standard. 257 in the clean and jerk. Uh, and, and that broke it as well. And then 474 in the world record, uh, or in the total. And that was a, a, world, a world record as well. And the thing is, everyone says the same thing with Xi Jiang. He had more in the tank. He had more in the tank. Well, of course he did, but it's not, it's about making the lift. And then like, it, it's about breaking the world record now. Like people are like, oh, he could have snatched 225 or something or, or clean and jerked. 265 uh, he had so much more left in him it's like but that's not the point he went triple gold and triple world record what the fuck else do you want i mean he's gonna win tokyo great he's gonna win and another thing we're talking about paris the the 2024 olympics i don't think like i think it's a 50 50 chance that weightlifting is even in the olympics in 2024 and God, the implications of that, that's another conversation, um, which, which we can talk about in, in the future. But if this keeps going, if Lasha just keeps doing this, like, there's no way he can't do what Naeem did. There's no way. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be around for a long time. He's already passed up Rizazada. He's already passed, he's passed up every super heavy. There's no question about that. Can we stop, stop having this conversation? I don't, Kurlovich hit a, a 265 jerk that got all reds. Um, Taranenko did 264, or he tried 265 or something. I don't know. Taranenko had the, the highest total. Guess who beat it? Lasha did. You know, Taranenko only snapped, I mean, he snatched 210. That was the most he ever snatched. Lasha did 210 for a triple. And we're not talking about, like, I'm not trying to just be like, oh, you know, he's the greatest because I'm, I'm, he's the one that I'm seeing. It's like, no, this is facts now. Straight facts. Lasha's the best. Get over it. Uh, all right, let's talk about the women. Let's talk about the women here. Okay. This is really cool. So, like, basically, on Wikipedia, they have all of the medals up. And that's where I just, I got all my information. But I, I had to watch, I obviously watched pretty much every session. But if you look at, um, if you look at the women from 45 kilos all the way up through 55 kilos. So, 45 kilos, 49 kilos, and 55 kilo class. Thailand swept everything, which is crazy. Like they went one, they went gold in the snatch clean and jerk total in the 45, snatch clean and jerk total in the 49, snatch clean and jerk total in the 55s. And they beat out China straight up. That's just pretty much it. It's like they just beat China. Uh, except China doesn't have a 45 kilo lifter, but that's pretty much China's territory, right? Like, uh, and it's it just, it's, the Chinese women are insane. The Chinese women are insane. 
But um, this was kind of, this is crazy. Those three classes in a row, Thailand, Thailand, Thailand. And this is the thing that I want to talk about with Thailand is, um, and there's this crazy documentary you got to check out on uh, on Netflix. It's a, uh, it's called like Fight World or something. Some, some actor who's like a hobbyist f- boxer. He goes to different places in the world and he learns about like their fighting culture. It's really cool. And one of the places he goes is Thailand. And I think this is like the biggest one. And he goes, and basically these Muay Thai fighters, they start as children. And um, they go to these schools, so they just leave their families. They go to these schools and they train in the morning. And then they do classes and, and shit like that all day. And then they train at night. They cook their own meals. They clean their own rooms. They take care of the facilities. And they do that all year round. Weekends as well. I think they have Sunday off. And in it, it, that's their culture. And so when we talk about Muay Thai fighting, like, there's no... There's no American, like, there's no other people that can even come close to that. It's not even a consideration. Like, there would just never be an American champion in Muay Thai fighting simply because it's not in our culture. It's not embedded in, like, we're not trying to push children into it in the same way. And this is, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And then the crazy thing is these kids are providing for their families. So like these kids go to these camp or these like academies, whatever you want to call them. And they send all their money and their earnings from their fights back home to mom and dad to take care of them. These kids are, it's amazing. You, you guys got to check this out. But essentially in China, you have a billion people and, and, they are doing that with weightlifting. So you have a, a billion Chinese. They recruit 10,000 children. Once the children go through puberty, they go to 39 provincial schools and then 101 reserve provincial schools. And they do that exact same thing. Train, school, train, sleep. All the way Monday through Saturday, Sunday off. Every day. That's what they do. It's in their culture. Like, how, how could we beat them? How is that possible? You know, by, by the time, you know, we start our children, these kids have already had three years. Their training age is huge. Training age is so important in this sport. But what I was trying to say in, in, in Thailand, if they're doing the same thing with their kids for weightlifting that they do for Muay Thai fighting then yes, you're going to see Thailand dominate. Well, at least not dominate. China dominates. But then Thailand got second place in the medal count. Right? So, so I, and I haven't even mentioned medal count yet, but China or Thailand got second place this year in the medal count. Um, and, that's, and that could be one of the reasons. That's just one of my theories. So anyways, you move on to one of my favorite sessions. This was, this was the 59 kilo session. Uh, Kuo Sing Chun, again, she's such a dominant, she's such a dominant performer. 
Uh, she did 105 snatch, and that was a world record. A 237 total world record. And Chen Gui Ming ended up beating her out in the uh, clean and jerk. Rebecca Koha is in that as well. She went 103 in the snatch, uh, and that got her bronze. And then she did 227, and that was a total bronze. She went six for six, hit PRs. She's still incredibly young. You know, here's the thing, though. Even though she's incredibly young, that doesn't necessarily entail that, like, she's got so much so much more to grow. Like, it's just, you, you never know. It's all dependent on how hard the person wants to work. I just know that, you know, Rebecca Koha is a very popular lifter, and I wanted to talk to you guys about her. Um... After that, you have the 64 class, which is Dung Wei's class forever. Um, we're talking with, with Dung Wei, we're talking about one of the greatest female weightlifters of all time. And she shares that achievement with Tatiana Kasharina. Um, and Dung Wei went 112, 140, 252, triple world record, triple gold. Like it was easy work. Uh, Laura Donatoma, one of my favorite techniques. Uh, she's out of Romania. She had a big 110 snatch, but she couldn't get it together in the jerk. Uh, so she didn't even uh, she didn't even medal in the jerk or the total. I, I don't. She might have gotten like fifth or sixth or seventh overall. Um, and she was the champion from from previous year or from 2017. Uh, then, then we bump right up. Again, these are my favorite sessions. There's other sessions that happened as well. There's the 87 plus, which was some of the most exciting lifting I've ever seen. Uh, and that was a battle, as always, between Meng Su Ping and Tatiana Kasharina. Meng Su Ping went 143, 184, 327. Tatiana went 145, 185, 330. So that was a very close battle. And uh, Tatiana Kasharina secured gold in that battle and then all three world records. And she kind of solidified herself as one of one of the best, if not the best, uh, female weightlifters of all time. Uh, total medals, and this is what I was talking about before, total medals, China had 19 total medals, meaning like medals in the total, not like overall medals. Um. I guess that's kind of confusing. So medals in the total, <laughs> China had 19, Thailand had six medals in the total, and uh, and North Korea had four. Uh, all medals, so, so total medals now, God, this is getting confusing, but all medals, China had 53, Thailand had 17, and North Korea had 12. So that's kind of my recap on uh, on on worlds. It's a little long winded, but you know, hopefully Alex gets some some good editing together, uh, so you guys can watch this. And if you guys listened, hopefully it was refreshing and it was nice to hear, especially if you've watched uh, these lifters. Um, but a couple things, I, points that I want to discuss, um, and then I'm just gonna. Just gonna call it there, but uh, a big point of discussion here is I'm I'm trying to understand bad performances from very good lifters. 
And I don't want to be as quick to say, oh, they're not on drugs anymore or, or they're, oh, they're clean. But a part of me thinks that's what it is. So Kazakhstan compared to, you know, the 2015-2014 um, World Championships, nowhere to be found. You've got a guy uh, in, in Nijat Rahimov celebrating a total that was 50 kilos less than what he did the year prior in, at Rio or two years prior at Rio. You know, Kazakhstan is coming off a ban and this is what people are going to say. Nijat Rahimov is a soldier for Kazakhstan. Uh, he hasn't really been training that hard. He was still able to get a, a, a bronze in the jerk, right? And I just don't see it like that. And uh, that might sound crazy, but I, I just just don't see it like that. Um, I I see it as well, and he's down he's down quite a bit of weight. He's down a, down a weight class. You know that that might be true, um, but if you look at other guys on that team, namely uh, Alexander Zaychikov, so definitely go check this video of Alexander Zaychikov in 2015, clean and jerking. Okay, I think he works up to like 230 in the clean and jerk as a 105, which is which is really heavy to do in the training hall. Okay, it might be 225, whatever. It's crazy. Also, I'm in the background. He's pretty jacked, super fit looking dude. So I'm watching the 102 class. So mind you, he's down three kilos. I'm watching the 102 class and he's in that. And he comes out and it, there's only, and, and also in that, he, he's the, um, in, in Rio, I think he was the bronze medalist in Rio. Either way, he's been world champion, bronze medalist, uh, and his total is well over 400. Well over 400. He comes out, and his opening snatch is 165 kilos. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's 20 kilos less than what he did uh, three years ago. And in his singlet, uh, and this is going to sound like a dick thing, but he just looks fat. He just looks fat and not muscular and not fit whatsoever. And he struggles. The bar moves so slow with 165 and he misses. And then he comes out and he ends up grinding out a 165. Okay, already I'm thinking, this is a dude who's off his drugs. And uh, then comes out for the clean and jerk and it gets even worse struggles with 195 then he hits 195 actually he might have opened with 195 hit it but 195 that's all he got he went 165 195 this is a guy who went 185 235 right and he looks flabby and he and he, i mean i'm i guess i'm picking on him at this point but to me it's like and and there, I guess the announcer was saying um, something about how he just had a kid or something, and, and maybe that's the case. Maybe that's maybe you know there's all these other factors, but to me it, it just looks like Kazakhstan. They're so dependent on drugs, and when we slap them in the face with this sanction, and then they come back, and I think in this world it's basically all these teams are like 
we are not going to dope here. Not at these worlds. Or at least, if we've been caught before, we're not going to dope here at these ones. Or maybe Kazakhstan was kind of dismantled from the inside. Less funding, um, you know, over the past year. It's one of those oil countries where they just, it's, it's kind of corrupt. And maybe they didn't get the funding they needed. But whatever happened, it, to me, it just looked like a dude who just wasn't taking the same amount of drugs that he was taking before. Like, just, he, he, it looked awful. And Zaychikov was one of my favorite lifters. You guys watch me in that video in All Things Gym. I'm in the background, like, drooling watching this guy lift. It's amazing. And then he comes out, and it's like, I mean, my theory is that a lot of these guys come out and do this, and uh, they want to get the accreditation for it so that they can end up going to Tokyo, because you need six international meets. This is why Ilya did his fucking weigh-in thing, and then he ended up not competing. He basically weighed in and then scratched his name out. Ilya is old. We went over this last time. Ilya is old. He's 16, 17 years into international competition. He's got back issues. And now you're telling him he can't dope at the, the rate that he was before? No shit he dropped out. He couldn't even come close to beating Dimitro Chumak. And Dimitro Chumak didn't even put up that crazy of a total. I mean, let me, let me look at it right here. Let's see here. Chumak put up... No, it was Ali Hashemi beat Chumak. Sorry. Ali Hashemi went uh, 396. I mean, we're talking about an Ilya that would... That has gone... 242 and like 190? 430? He can't, he can't put in within 40 kilos of his total. So, so I, I don't know, you know, and, and then here's another, here's another example. And this was, to me, this is glaringly obvious. And, and you guys can think whatever you want of me, but this is just my opinion. Like you look at the session, I think it was, yeah, it was the 81s. I was like, oh, the 81 session is going to be amazing. Cause you know why? Cause I watched the 80 or 77 session in 2014 in Almaty. One of the coolest sessions ever. You got guys like Markov and you've got guys like, Good deli, uh, and 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 they're just facing off, and people are like, it's just crazy, right? Good deli looked horrible. Guy bombed out in the snatch, made one clean and jerk. Markov went zero for six. Okay, we're looking at, we're just looking at. Maybe guys are slowing down. Maybe they're having shitty meets. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. But we're looking at people who, if you're old older, right? I'd say when you say, when I say old, I would say 26, 27 or older, and you have a lot of international experience and you are not technically sound, which guys, if you watch Daniel Godelli, he's not even remotely technically sound. He is just a strong, fast freak of nature. If you're not technically sound and they take your drugs away, you're fucked. You are. And I, I, I'm not saying that like, oh, Ilya is not technically sound. I don't really, I just don't even want to say that. I don't really care to argue these, these fine things. But like, that's my theory going forward. 
I think, you know, Lasha, he's on dope, okay? But here's the thing about Lasha, is his technique is pristine and perfect. Right? And he's young. And that's what it's going to take these days. Youth, not like actual technical youth, but saying like junior to, uh, you know, one, two, three years into your senior uh, career. That's what it's going to take. And perfect technique. You can't just be strong, fast, and dope heavy. You have to be a technician these days. And I think a lot of these guys are getting shoved out of the way because they're because they're not technicians. And I think that's why, you know, possibly why Lou can just hang around forever. Because he can just technically you can out technique people in the snatch and then pull in, I mean, and then basically push and pray in the jerk. Who else did I want to talk about here? Let me see. I don't know. You know, I, 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 this is, it's going to sound like me complaining, but like when you get me on this mic and I start ranting, you know, it's anyone's game, but I had a lot of fun. Basically I was on my couch or on my cell phone. I had this really cool way of watching. Like I would wake up and I'd be like, I want to get through this session really fast. Cause it's like, you know, I want to just see it. So I pull up weightlifting archive on YouTube. I pull out my phone. I just start, I would watch a lift. It probably, you know, would take 20 seconds. They're set up. They'd pull. They'd drop the bar. And then I hit, I just double tap the, um, like the forward, the fast forward. Then it fast forwards like 10 seconds at a time. I go boom, 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 boom. Next lifter. He lifts. Boom, 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 boom. Next lifter. And I would end up getting through a session in like 35, 40 minutes. And that's how I ended up watching quite a bit of sessions. Um, But then I would also just sit on my couch with my dogs and then watch them on the TV. It was really enjoyable, man. I, I, I thought it was an awesome, uh, world championships. I can't wait for the training hall video to come out, you know, ATG and, uh, and, uh, hook grip. They're going to hook us up with the best video. Uh, and, and I'm stoked. I'm stoked for it. So anyways, guys, that's where I'm going to close it. I got nothing else to talk about. I'm going to go train. But uh, hopefully Alex gets on this and he's quite, got quite a bit of editing to do. And if you guys want to watch videos of this, if you if you want to um, see who I'm talking about, kind of go back and, and watch, please do that. Go to Training Make Podcast on, uh, on YouTube. Just put it in the search bar. Just do that. And then if you're watching on YouTube and you want to listen in your car or something, Search Zach Tellender on iTunes. I think you could search Zach Tellender on anywhere else that it's available. Uh, and, and and download it there or subscribe there, whatever. Okay? Anyways, I'm your host, Zach Tellender. That was another episode of Training Make Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. And that's it.